Monday, September 11th, 2023. It's Getter and Cheyenne. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, you find us on Instagram at Getter and Cheyenne. Uh, today, very uh, somber day, I guess. It is, right? yeah. September 11th, it's the day that happened 22 years ago. I'm pretty sure we all know where we were on that day. Oh, definitely. Cheyenne was screaming out of her mom's womb. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Close, like, I was in the fourth grade. Yeah, fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. So nuts. I was out of school. Well, we'll get more into that. Could uh, come up a little bit later on this morning. But uh, first plane hit at 846, second plane in 903. And that's Eastern time. So Yeah, so. Crazy. Two hijacked planes were crashed at the World Trade Centers. Two other suicide flights crashed at the Pentagon and in the woods in Pennsylvania. A total of 2,792 people died in the World Trade Center attacks. 184 innocent people died in the Pentagon attack and 40 died in the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania. They were doing some coverage on the news this morning. They were talking about how there are still like firefighters and uh, policemen that are still passing away to this day from the stuff that was kicked up in the air. Yeah. You know, during the uh, on that day back in 2001. I mean, it makes it makes a lot of sense. I mean, they completely inhaled all of that. And then um, they just identified a couple new people a few days ago. There's a man and a woman identified as 1,648 and 1,649. They were just ID'd through advanced DNA testing of their remains just a few days ago. That's fascinating. So finally, families can have, at least those families, yeah. can have some closure. From 22 years ago. I did not realize that there were still victims who were unidentified. They're still, they're still working on that. The fact that like DNA hangs around for that long right? blows my mind. Hopefully those families, like we said, get the closure they, yes. they need. And uh, we're going to remember them on uh, this day. Gutter and Cheyenne. This is Camel Country 107.9. As a parent, you know, I'm a parent to a couple of girls. Cheyenne's a parent to a couple of boys. And I'm sure you listening, if you're a parent, you can relate to this. You try to uh, teach your kids important things about life, yeah. right? And there's some topics that you need to use discretion with, specifically private parts, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's easier for moms to teach their daughters things about the female body, right? Yeah. But when I'm a male and I've got a daughter, one who's seven, one who's 11, you know that when they start to pick up an interest in male private parts... I, that, that, that's kind of the situation I'm in, right? It is very uncomfortable, <laughs> Cheyenne. Very uncomfortable. So uh, let me tell you the story. On Friday, okay. uh, we had the ticket stop out in Queen Creek, got home. Uh, my wife was out doing something, so it was me and the girls. So my oldest is in the other room. So Tatum, my youngest, seven years old, is sitting next to me and telling me the story uh, from school uh-huh. about one of her classmates and how she saw her brother's tail. We'll call it a tail. Okay? <laughs> she saw her brother's tail. Okay, her brother is uh, 11 years old. Okay. You know, and uh, this this girl telling my daughter this story is my daughter's age seven. And she described the tale to my daughter in extreme detail to where my daughter, when we were sitting on the couch Friday night, was telling me in detail what this kid's tail looked like. And she goes, she ends it all with, Dad, can I see your tail? Stop! Like, No! <laughs> I would have paid money to watch your reaction. <laughs> I just I said, no, you're not seeing my tail. What did you do? Change the topic. You just immediately changed yeah, it? Yeah, she's not going to see it. Well, I know that. And she, I mean, she's had an interest in it before. Like six months ago, like I had to keep locking the door. She was trying, she was sneaking up, trying to see it. 
She was trying to see this mythical creature. That's fascinating. And your oldest never, never Kaylin did that? never got into wanting to know or any interest in that at all. I have no idea. There's got to be something there. As somebody who had two brothers, I couldn't even tell you. I have no idea when I put the connection together that mine were not the same. So what's the proper way to handle the situation? I don't know. <laughs> if you don't have kids, I'm sure you're thankful for not having kids after hearing that story. Yeah. <laughs> This is Gunner and Cheyenne, Camel Country. 1079. All right, morning, Riddle Cheyenne. You ready? I'm ready. Take a common way to celebrate a special occasion. Add the feeling you get when your friends show you too many pictures from their vacation. <laughs> That's long and descriptive. You'll get a familiar type of box. What am I? <laughs> Take a common way to celebrate a special occasion. Add the feeling you get when your friends show you too many pictures from their vacation, you'll get a familiar type of box. What am I? So there's two words we're combining yeah. here. And so the spelling is off if you're putting the two words together, but the way it comes out of your mouth is exactly that familiar type of box. Okay. No guess, huh? No, and I usually really enjoy these ones, but I, I really don't know. Some of the incorrect guesses coming in on a text at 22108. Text the 480, a jack-in-the-box. No. Uh, Ticks at the 602, Jeffrey Epstein's urn. No. <laughs> Ticks at the 480, Jeffrey Epstein's prison cell. Is, it's a box. <laughs> no. Ticks at the 480, Epstein's coffin. No. <laughs> but everybody else is correct. All right, Cheyenne, take a common way to celebrate a special occasion. What'd you come up with that? Party? No. I also have sing and dance. No. Oh. You go and pick out a... Cake? Close. Present? No, a card. Okay, oh. pick out a card. Common way to celebrate a special occasion. Okay. Add the feeling you get when your friends show you too many pictures from their vacation. What kind of feeling do you get when they show you too many pictures from their vacation? Nauseous. Angry. Card nauseous? No. Jealous. Card jealous? No. <laughs> I don't know. Bored, Cheyenne. Bored. Oh. You get a familiar type of box. <laughs> Cardboard. Gunner and Cheyenne. This is Camel Country 1079. Product recalls, they happen from time to time. Typically, it has to do, especially when it's with food, has to do with like, what's the sort of salmonella or something, e. right? E. or something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. Or little pieces of metal that fell into the product in the factory. There's a variety of reasons that products can be recalled. There's a bunch of Paw Patrol snacks that are being recalled because of a web address that is on the packaging. Right, so with the Paw Patrol web address that's on the side of these snacks, the link is sending people to an adult website, okay? <laughs> no. Like a you know, 18 and over website, right? Hey, it's giving the parents something to look at, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> if you're bored watching your kid eat this snack, go here. You know, so they're recalling... They are recalling these products because the web address obviously didn't go to the right spot. <laughs> that's terrible. But obviously, there was an employee... That did that, right? When they do the design on the packaging. Yeah. There's an employee that was responsible for putting in the right web address to go get more information about the company or the product or whatever. Right. Did that employee just copy and paste something from a browser <laughs> that he had minimized? Hmm? <laughs> like he thought he had copied the new link, but yeah. it never fully copied. Yeah. <laughs> Like he, like he, uh, he didn't uh, actually hit the copy button, you know. And they, you know, like you can copy something before, then you go copy something again. It overwrites yeah. the first copy, and then they put it on there, and quality control missed it or something, right? This is why work computers should be specifically for work use. Yeah, not Cheyenne. Yeah, Cheyenne. <laughs> Every time I walk by Cheyenne's workstation over there, she's always minimizing a window. I am. 
What the heck? But that was an employee that was responsible for putting that web address on the packaging, right? Yes. Messed, they completely messed up. I don't know what's happening with that employee. But but I'm wondering, Camel Nation, did you ever accidentally screw up at work or did you see somebody accidentally screw up at work? That's a great question. It happens. You know, like late night on a Saturday, Cheyenne kind of comes into the building on her own or she thinks Ah! she's on her own and, (laughs) you know, ends up going to the boss's office and he was working late. I mean, that's a mess what? up. Yeah, yeah, see? That's aggressive. Not that it happened, but I'm just saying. That that would be a mess up at work. We're downtown Phoenix. There's clubs all over the place. Maybe you as a single mom's like, Joe, going to try and find a, a new daddy for your son. Oh and God. you're like, hey, I got a spot. We're right down the road. But what was it for you, Campbell Nation? 602-894-5653. 602-894-5653. You can text us at 22108. Did that really happen? No. No. You just didn't get caught. Didn't it happen? You just didn't get caught. <laughs> Campbell Country, we were talking about the story of a bunch of Paw Patrol snacks that had to be recalled because the web address on the packaging was sending people to an adult website. I just find this hilarious. There's a human that's in control of, you know, of the packaging. And yeah. then quality control didn't think to click the click link. Click the link. <laughs> Make sure it worked. The one active link, you don't click it. Check it. So some people kind of messed up there at work, you yeah. know, as to what happened to those employees. I don't know. But they messed up. So has that happened to you or have you witnessed it happening? 602-894-5653. David is in Glendale. David, you saw somebody accidentally screw up at work? What happened, dude? Oh, yeah. So I work in a warehouse and uh, this was a while, not a while ago, like uh, closer to the beginning of the year. This guy, big forklift guy that we hired, he, he was brand new. Literally the day, first day, drives the forklift into the fire hydrant. No! <laughs> and this is the day when the inspect, like a safety officer was there. Oh, OSHA! Oh, oh, man. And this was like, literally, he caused the biggest flood and everything. It was the worst thing you could see. Especially day number one at the job. You're trying to impress and stuff like that. Think about it. You got nerves, you know? And I don't think it was nerves. Because <laughs> this guy, he got up, he hopped out of the forklift, and he was basically like, well, that's it for me. Oh, oh no! <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> and he was like, don't even bother testing me. I guess they test them for, like, urine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Drug test to make sure you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so do you think he did it on purpose? Or or what? I don't think so. I think he must have been on something. <laughs> okay, so he, yeah. And, and rather than know. there be concrete evidence that he was on something, he just threw in the towel and decided <laughs> to go. Oh yeah, he clapped his hands. So he was like, "I'm done," and that was grand opening, grand closing, basically. <laughs> Maybe it's because I watched Step Brothers yesterday. But you know how like they're purposely botching oh. their interview in this situation so they don't have to work. Yeah. This yeah. kind of came off as oh. that. It was day number one. He backed it a fire hydrant. You never know. It could have been something <laughs> like that. He's like, I don't want to work. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to back into this fire hydrant because I know OSHA's here today <laughs> doing an inspection. I feel like there was yeah. other options that he could have done rather than back into a yeah. fire hydrant. Like just not show up to work. That, yes. that, that seems less sufficient enough. I was like, who hired this guy? I think we've all kind of worked at a place where we're like, who hired this guy? For sure. They yeah. don't even need to screw up. Good stuff there, David. Texts are coming in at 22108. Text the 714. The sticker guy that wrapped all of our work vehicles messed up one digit on the phone number. Oh, no! That phone number that was on the side of our vehicles went to an adult phone line. <laughs> what are the odds? 
Just being one digit off. Yeah. Text with the 623. Back in the 90s when fax machines first came out, there was a female coworker that accidentally sent a butt fax to the boss. <laughs> if you're that boss watching it coming out of the fax machine, just like just inches, like centimeters at a time. Cheek, one cheek at a time. Look at that mountain <laughs> range. Oh, wait, there's not the mountain range that I thought it was. Uh, oh, that's funny. Text to the 702. I work for the police department, and my last position, we were required to register sex offenders. I worked for this person who would not update their addresses correctly, and she messed up five registrations that caused these people to get rearrested. Oh, my gosh. That is a big mess up. How do you keep your job? First of all, how do well, you get to didn't. five? How do you do that five times before you get fired? Well, you'd think that they would learn after the first time, and the second time, and the third time, and the fourth time. But and that, by the fifth time, they're like, Ish. "Yeah, you're not, you're not gonna cut out in this position. We're gonna let you go." Camo Country. One hundred seven nine. Came to a realization over the weekend, Cheyenne. Okay. Um, I've always known, uh, last number of years, that my wife has had this elevated tone. Like you'll be sitting right next to her, but she'll be talking to you like this. Oh. And like we were <laughs> yeah, driving okay. somewhere on Saturday, and that's when it hit me. I'm like, I know why she has an elevated tone because she works from home. Like I was thinking about this during the drive. I'm like, her only communication Monday through Friday pretty much is through a computer screen, right? She works from home here in Mesa for a company up in Washington State. So all of her communication is over the video uh, chat so on, she on the computer. Automatically has to elevate her yeah, voice. So she elevates her voice because she's talking into a computer screen. And I didn't make the connection till over the weekend. I may still be wrong, but I feel like the people that work from home and that are constantly having to do that, uh-huh. it's hindering our human-to-human in-person communication a little bit, isn't it? Are you sure it's not your lack of listening to her to where she feels like she no, needs to my, speak No, my up? hearing is fine. She was only two, two, two feet from my ear. My ear is fine. My memory, not so much. You know, my memory's not there. <laughs> but it's it the hearing part of it, which uh-huh. is like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put my little cotton ball in there as I uh, hear her out. But what else is happening to us humans because of working from home? I definitely think our lack of exercise and like getting up and getting out is not as great as it used to be because we have no reason to get up and get out. Like you work from home. So the only place you're walking to is to the kitchen and back to the bathroom and back. And that's about it. I guess in a similar vein, uh, posture a little bit, right? I I saw this meme on uh, Twitter uh, a couple of weeks ago it was really kind of a terrifying meme. <laughs> uh, but people that sit on their bed and doing the laptop, ah. like the hunchback. Yeah. Like your, 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 your back starts to hunch a little bit. That makes a lot of sense, actually. But I'd hope that people aren't working eight hours a day, you know, hunched over like that on their bed, you know, with the laptop. That'd be a little tough. I feel like that would just kill my back. Like, I would yeah. know. What about um, people losing jobs? Like the Xerox companies, like the, the office printer, mm-hmm. right? So if everybody's working from home, our office printer repairmen out of jobs? Oh. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it has, I noticed that our Xerox machine here isn't getting used as often as yeah. when there's people in the building. You know, our sales guys, they're only here on Wednesdays. They still work four days a week out of, out of the office. Right. So the company A is saving on paper and B, saving on Xerox repairs. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't even think about there's that. There's kind of a lot of things going on, you know, with people working from home yeah. and stuff, you know, going forward. So is work from home really the ideal situation or should we go back so. to the office? I mean, I, I think it would help for my wife to be in an office somewhere. Yeah. You know, we get the gossip out, you know, because when I do get home and she clocks off. <laughs> no, hang on. It's like. <laughs> Gunner and Cheyenne. This is Camel Country 1079. 22 years ago today, 
in uh, 2001, 8.46 a.m. and 9.03 a.m., two hijacked planes uh, were crashed into the World Trade Center. Uh, two other suicide flights crashed to the Pentagon and the woods in Pennsylvania. Uh, a total of 2,792 people died in the World Trade Center attacks. And they're still identifying people to this day. A few days ago, two more victims were identified, the man and the woman are the 1,648th and 1,649th victims. And they were ID'd through advanced DNA testing of their remains. That in itself is just fascinating to me. So finally, those families getting some closure yeah. after 22 years. I mean, they deserve it. Man, absolutely. Where were you? In a hospital room just being born? <laughs> 22 years. First of all, I was oh. 10. Oh, you were 10. Um, and I was in the fifth grade. Okay. And I was, when it happened, I was getting ready and my mom had already had the news on because my dad was already a firefighter. So he had called my mom because everybody knew. My mom turned it on and I would periodically go into the living room, like watching it happen as I was getting ready. And then I remember getting to school and... The teacher, Miss Roy, just said, we're not doing anything today. This is a sad historical day. We're going to be watching this for the entirety of the day. That's pretty cool. And we did. Were the kids like understanding as to what was happening? I mean, you're in fifth grade. Well, what's interesting about that question is I was thinking about that this morning. That very question is, what was I thinking? Like, I don't think that I knew the gravity of the situation. I think I knew in my heart that it was bad, but I don't think... I really knew. Yeah. What was I like? I, when I look, think to my kids who was 12, I still don't even know if he would understand yeah. the gravity. You know, now it's in the history books and they're yeah. learning about it through the history books. And then the, uh, the teacher, you know, in their experience, I mean, if they have an, you know, an older teacher. Right. You know, and they, they live through it. Uh, Producer Abe, you grew up here in the Valley. Where were you uh, 22 years ago today? Uh, I was in bed. Actually, yeah, I was uh, pretty early in my radio career, so I did not have to report to the building as early as we do right now. Yeah. But yeah, my mom came in and woke me up because she was up way earlier than me, saw it on the news. I immediately turned it on uh, just in time between the two. So that was crazy. Um, You were in radio. How did they, did you come in and like cover it on the radio or how did did that? Yeah. Yeah. So I was in production, meaning I was just doing like, you know, voiceover stuff and commercial production and all that. But we had a sister station that was like AM talk. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just, uh, I got ready and actually I stopped on between home and work. I stopped to donate blood actually. Because they, oh really? Yeah. Wow. I knew that that was going to be a thing. They had already had stuff set up and then. I just got to the building and I was like, what do you need? I'm here. Like, how can I help? You know, because yeah. it obviously was not a normal broadcast day. For no, no, time. absolutely not. That That is wow. interesting. Where were you, Gunnar? I was in uh, Spokane, Washington, Cheyenne. This is, uh, so what's interesting, I worked for the airline early on. Uh-huh. So I worked for Alaska Airlines from 2000 to uh, July 2001. So I had just quit my job with the airline two months prior to 9-11. Wow. And, you know, and I had moved to Spokane, moved in uh, to my buddy's dad's basement with him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was living not a, creepy. No, <laughs> I was just excited to get out of my parents' house, you right. know. So I, anyway, I moved to Spokane two months after moved to Spokane. This happened, so I'm, I remember sitting on the recliner watching it happen on TV, and I remember calling my coworkers back on the Seattle tarmac. I worked at SeaTac Airport, and being like, "So what's it like?" Because I mean, I worked a year and a half out there on the tarmac. Yeah. I can only imagine what it's like when. Every plane is grounded. They were trying to find parking spots for all the planes. Wow. You know, just because, I mean, you saw COVID, yeah, right? With all yeah. the planes parked everywhere out there at Sky Harbor. Yeah, there's no room for all the planes. Everything had to be grounded. That's crazy. I you mean, know? I get it, but like, that's weird to, yeah. to think about that you went through that. And I was two months away from experiencing myself there at the Seattle airport. Could you imagine? Do you think I mean, it would have changed you if you would have been at the airport? Like, do you think you would have had a different, like, change in yourself? Mm. 
Because I feel like that's a different experience. Well, it is. But I mean, again, it happened clear across the country. But, you know, everybody in Seattle just trying to grasp as to what's what's happening just by watching what's on TV. Yeah. You know, I think everybody's a changed person after seeing it on TV. I don't don't know if you had to be out there on the the Seattle airport tarmac to be a changed person. Yeah. You know, and and just watching, you know, in the aftermath and how united we were as a country. That was beautiful. That was, I mean, if there's anything positive out of that, it's just how it united us as Americans. And, you know, I, I like to say that we are still all as united as we were back in 2001, but we are united as a nation and, you know, things kind of went awry. (laughs) A little bit there, but we're kind of getting back together here as a country, and I hope that we do continue to grow as a country and as Americans, yeah. and and really uh, hold that American pride. This is Gunner and Cheyenne Camel Country 107.9. Have you ever encountered a celebrity, didn't know it, and didn't realize it till after the fact? Ah, uh, no. Never happened to you. Uh uh-uh. uh Me neither. <laughs> but but <laughs> you, with that statement, you made it sound like it was a normal thing. <laughs> Look, there's this gal in Malibu uh-huh. that uh, Gary Busey rear-ended her, and then she chased him down. I'm going to play some audio of this encounter between her and Gary Busey here in a moment. But the way she's talking on the audio, I don't think she really knows who he is. Okay. But again, Gary Busey, 79 years old. Yeah, he's up there. He's been in quite a few movies. Um, He was in Rookie of the Year, which, who did he He play? He played Rocket, the pitcher. The pitcher in Rookie of the Year. But I mean, he's got movies dating all the way back to 1968. Oh, wow. I'm sitting here trying to think of like the biggest movie that he was in. And producer Abe, I mean, what, what movie would you say, like... Was Gary Busey's biggest movie? Is there one that you could pinpoint? Or this was before my, my time, but I thought he was actually nominated for an Oscar for playing Buddy Holly or something. Like Buddy Holly. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. The Buddy Holly story. Yeah, yeah. no, he was nominated. You're yeah. right. Wow. Uh, but he's out doing his thing, living life, 79 years old, doing his thing. But he rear-ended this gal, and this gal chased him down and confronted him. And listen to this audio of the uh, the confrontation, and you tell me, do you believe whether she knew who he was or not? All right, take okay. a look. It doesn't matter. That's not how this works. You hit my car. You have scuffs all over your car. Progressive insurance. I want the number. I want the information. No, no. Sir, you I'm hit private. my car. I'm private. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You hit me. He said progressive insurance. <laughs> and then and then she wants the number, and he's like, I'm private. I'm private. I'm private. <laughs> It's like he thought that she knew who he was. Maybe. But, like, she didn't. Like, clearly you could tell that she didn't yeah, know Yeah, you don't think she was. knew. You yeah. don't think she knew. But she chased him down, which I'm kind of impressed with, you know. And impressed in a way, like, would you do that? You know, and I know Cheyenne would. She chased down that dude that kind of cut her off on the off-ramp. Hindsight 2020, you said you would never do it again, yes, right? Because, right. I mean, you never know if somebody's packing or yeah. anything like that, right? Yeah. But there's times where you are seeing red. There's times when you do have that snap reaction and the adrenaline's going and you just make that decision. Yeah. And that's ultimately what happened with her. I mean, she obviously wanted her car fixed. Who's this guy that just rear-ended me? I got to go get his information. Yeah, and then took off. Yeah. Like a horrible person. But have you ever chased somebody down? You know, you're like, oh, no, 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 not on my watch. It's Campbell Country, Gutter in Cheyenne. That's exactly what happened uh, to a gal in Malibu, California. Gary Busey, of all people, rear-ended her and just kind of took off. She chased him down and their cell phone video making the rounds of her confronting him. And we don't think she even knew him, that, yeah. that he was a celebrity or who he was. Because he just... Honestly, he doesn't look like it. And I think if you were to see him on the street without seeing any of his movies, really? you'd be like, oh, look, there's an old crazy guy. Well, the last <laughs> time I saw him, he was on that celebrity rehab with exactly. Dr. True. That's my point. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't even know what he looks like today. He I, looks crazy. 
Uh, but no, he's got like that mouth. You know, he's got the teeth. Ah! He's got the chompers. Yeah, he's got the chompers. <laughs> but yeah, this gal chased him down. So how does this happen to you? Have you chased somebody down? Maybe you saw something going down and you're trying to be a hero. And Dylan's got a hero story. Dylan is in Mesa. Dude, you took somebody down during a theft. What happened? Uh, my wife and I were in Vegas on, on vacation. We were doing, uh, we had to get some supplies, some party supplies kind of after midnight. And we hit the front door of the CVS and this dude's running at us kind of disheveled and he's he's holding a, a 12 or a beer and it just didn't look right i don't know what came over me but as soon as that dude hit the exit he took a step in front of me and i just laid him out oh my gosh <laughs> and then what like, happened i blame vince mcmahon for raising me on wrestling but that dude got clotheslined <laughs> i'm impressed at your uh confrontation maybe it was the alcohol maybe i don't you said it was after midnight i was a few in but still i was pretty good on my feet and, yeah. and the, the worst part about it was handing the beer back to the employees and it was all shook up so i don't know what they could do with it but hey. in the moment i felt like a hero <laughs> well i mean they tell the employees don't chase the uh the, the theft you know you, right, your, exactly. your safety is always number one you know don't do that but you just decided, I mean, but you you guys were kind of crossing paths at the same spot. I mean, you just had a, what, a shoulder into him? No, I actually straight up clotheslined oh, them. you like, clotheslined them. Oh, it was brutal. Like, his feet went up in the air. The guy lost his Crocs. It was tremendous. Yeah? <laughs> his Crocs. <laughs> Did you get like an award from CVS or something? Like, how do, how do they handle that? To be honest, after a second, I was like, maybe they're going to give me this beer for free. But no. <laughs> That was my thought. I was wondering if they just gave you the 12 yeah. back that he was trying yeah. to steal. Because when the cops got there, like they're like, this is evidence. And I'm like, okay. And oh. just like, I'm a hero. I'll leave as an empty-handed hero. I'm fine. All right. Well, Dylan, you are a hero in our eyes as well. How about that? Awesome. Not that it really means much, but uh, he's still a hero in our eyes, Cheyenne. Yes. Texts are coming in at 22108. I uh, texted the 602 in my 20s. My husband and I saw some thieves steal a giant fish aquarium off somebody's patio. We chased them down, speeding through the town for several miles. They eventually pulled over and then pulled a gun on us, oh. and we promptly bailed. Yeah, I would have too, but prime example, you don't know what people have. Text of the 480, I sure did chase somebody down when they sideswiped my car. He was driving a huge lifted truck, and when we came in contact, I almost instantly regretted my decision, thinking he was some huge dude. Nope. He's about four foot eleven. <laughs> he jumped out of his truck. <laughs> I got his insurance information. We went about our way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was definitely compensating. Four foot 11. Stop. <laughs> have to get like a stepladder to get a Oh, stop it. <laughs> you, you, got, you got some more short jokes, Cheyenne? Yeah. <laughs> keep it going? You can't get angry at the old man jokes when it comes to your this guy you're talking about now. <laughs> I'm Abe, Abe our, produ- our executive producer over here. How tall are you, Abe? Five, four. Yeah, see, <laughs> you make your short jokes. You're making fun of him. Hey. So he's going to have a whole back pocket of old man jokes yeah. coming up. Me and the Lollipop Guild are coming up <laughs> for you. Oh, my God. Gunner and Cheyenne. This is Camel Country 107.9. Apparently, uh, Cheyenne and I had an anniversary, a big anniversary, a couple of days ago. We did. What anniversary is this? It's our fifth working anniversary. Oh, fifth Aww. working anniversary. That's nice. And four here in Phoenix? Uh, yes. Almost four. Almost four. Almost four. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, Cheyenne put together a little photo montage. You can find it on her Instagram at Gunner and Cheyenne. And she's like, hey, Gunner, what song should I put? Like a, I need like a reminiscing song to put in the background of all these photos. And I said, Kenny Rogers through the years. You got it. You got it. That's it. That's it right here. 
This is it. Tell me you chose this song, Cheyenne. Come on. I did not. No! What's wrong with you? Sounds like somebody died. It's reminiscing. It's a sweet song. I can't remember when you were there. (laughs) That's true. A little more than five years ago is when I was not there. (laughs) Which one? What song did you go with? Uh, Grateful by... uh... Connor Price. Okay. Yeah. You can check it out on our Instagram. Connor and Cheyenne. Mornings till 10. Camel Country 1079.